Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with the one and only J.D. Mr. Rogers. Hey, everyone. There he is. <laughs> and Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. Is your third one? I don't know. I think you think you asked that last time. Yeah. There just comes a point where you just... It's just they're all the third You just got to let it go. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> let it go. All right. What are we talking about? Well, we are talking about the idea <clears throat> of being hashtag blessed. Yes. What does that mean? It's a... Very Christian cliche phrase of, man, I I just want to be blessed, or man, you're so blessed, or, you know, even bless you. Why do we say bless you when someone sneezes? Do you know? I don't know the answer to that one. That's oh, a good question. I, I know. Heard, I heard once, it was like casting out demons. They used to think that you sneezed. This could be completely wrong, but they used to think if you sneezed, you had a demon inside of you that was like coming out. Interesting. I, I heard that, that when you sneeze, <laughs> uh, your heart stops for a moment, and so they're saying bless you. Like, no. That's what I heard. That feels like a lie. That feels like somebody told you that, and they were like, I can't believe that guy believed me. I told him your heart stops for a second. Oh, yeah? yeah you totally. should Google it, buddy. <laughs> Mine's you much more Google reasonable. It. It's a demon. Oh, uh, what uh, does it mean to be blessed? Thank yeah. you, Bruno Mars. Didn't he have a song? What's Gotta the song? Gotta blame it on Jesus. Hashtag blessed. They ain't ready for me. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno, dude. 24 that, carat. That brother needs Jesus, but he can sing. Yes, All he right. can. What does it mean to be blessed? Yeah. And the Bible uh, says blessed. Yes, it does. And, you know, I got a nod to one of the top worship songs of 2020, uh, mm. Carrie and Cody Carnes was Elevation released this song and it's all about the idea of blessings and favor. It says the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And it talks about may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations. And so I just want to know, is it okay for Christians to want to receive blessings and favor from God? Is that selfish? What's the motive? And, what is what are blessings? What do we? What does the Bible even mean by blessings? Yeah, I think depending on how you define blessing, it would determine whether or not it is selfish or the motive. But I would say no. It's not. Gen, not always is it wrong, uh, or even most times is it wrong. Um, it just may not be best to be like, hey, I just want God's blessing. If by that I mean, hey, I want His financial blessing in my life. It's not. It's not a um, something that's like crazy. It could be natural. It could be normal. But if that's the greatest definition of blessing that you have. So I think you got to almost back up, like you said, and define what does it even mean to be blessed? Because so many people, when we use it, we talk about, uh, you got the ride, you got the job, you got the mm -hmm. house, you got, you know, health, you got health, wealth, and prosperity. And that's the blessings of God. And that is a inaccurate understanding of what it means to be blessed in scripture. What's interesting is there's several different words throughout the Bible used for the word blessing. So one of the words that is used is esher, and that's throughout the Old Testament, and that means happy. So in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, you guys know what it says? Yes, I do. What's it say? Give it to him. <laughs> Flex on him, bro. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, yes. nor stands in the way of sinners, mm. nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates what does he do? day and night. <laughs> yes, he does. And Keep he going. is... 
Yes, what is he like? He is like a tree. Yes, he is. Planted by streams Streams of water water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. This (laughs) is one of those moments where I wish we had like um, a Baptist, Uh like a piano that could be like... Yeah, Yeah. so that word right there is translated happy. So happy Mm. is a man who walks not in the counsel of people who are wicked, or doesn't stand in the way of sinners, or his like posture in life is not the same way that sinners stand or sinners have the posture of. He doesn't sit uh, in the place of, or he doesn't surround himself with and act like a mocker or someone who mocks God and God's word, but he delights in God's word. He is the happy person is somebody who delights in God's word and he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. So what do you think that means? I guess I I should finish the verse because it says, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. Yeah, I think it means if you continue to read or to read that psalm, it talks about the wicked and how they are like the wind. It drives away the, the chaff. The yeah. it, 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 They're not firmly planted. And so I think a person who is blessed, who is in the, in the word of God and established in it, they're mm-hmm. firm, they're confident, they're sure, they're steady. And uh, they they have deep roots. Like they don't waver when circumstances and, and hard things come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been like all into plants recently. We're like turning our house into a jungle. And so I think of like nice. being planted by streams of water. Like those things, mm-hmm. those things are like dependent on you. And and to think of like if a tree wasn't <laughs> planted by a stream of water, there'd be like a drought season. Or and if it didn't have water, yeah. yeah. If it didn't have water. Yeah, there's there's trees that aren't near, like close to a water source and they are dependent on the rain to fall and for water, but a tree planted by water, it's going to be very fruitful. The leaves are going to be green. It's going to be constant source. So that verse says, Hey, somebody is happy. And the translation for the word blessed is happy. And they say the way that you can be blessed, the way that you have happiness in life is not by having, you know, all the things that everyone says you should have, but by being planted in the word of God Mm -hmm. and that'll make you fruitful in life. The other Hebrew word, and this is in the Old Testament, so you have Esher, and then there's a word called Barak, which means to praise or congratulate or almost um, extend an empowerment to people. And uh, the first time we're told that was when God looked at Adam and Eve, he created them, and he said, I bless you, I want you to be, I'm blessing you, and I want you to go and be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters, uh, or fill the earth with people, basically. And he gives the blessing of, hey, I want you to go make babies, and I'm blessing and empowering you you to go do that. And uh, we're told that God then comes along. He blesses Abraham. It seems to indicate like he gives some favor to him. So to have God's blessing on you doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, in Abraham's day, they didn't have cars, but they had camels. It didn't mean you had the sweetest camel for your ride, but it meant you have God's favor on your life. It could mean that God has allowed you to have a relationship or to know about him and to know how to have a relationship with him. So, so do, some, do some people... Are some people blessed and have favor and not others? Yeah. I know. I'm thinking about all the people in Abraham's day where they like, Jesus or God, like, what's up with me? Like, why does that guy get all the stuff? Yeah. How do you justify God's intent behind that? Why would some people be blessed and not others if he's a God who wants to bless his children? Like, wouldn't any good father want all of his children to be equal? And I thought it was wrong to show partiality. Yeah. So- That really connects to the first verse that we read where God says, hey, anybody can have my blessing, Mm -hmm. this type of blessing, by walking in the way of the Lord, by living according to his word, not living according to the world. Boom, that'll preach. Living according to his word, not living according to the world, 
and you'll experience the blessing of God. But Abraham uses the other empowerment. That's why I said there were two different words there. And so every time that that um, Esher is, is uh, the word Esher, which is translated blessing in the Old Testament, it means happy, happy or happiness. And that word um, for being blessed would be almost empowered in giving a blessing like Jacob blessed his, or I'm sorry, Isaac blessed Esau. Or he blessed Jacob and he didn't give the blessing to Esau. Mm-hmm. It's like empowering the line to move through them. And yeah, God is God. He can do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can even have an error about us that's like, well, man, I can't believe God would do that. Just reflects there's something really sick and broken inside of me. That, um, But so I think more appropriate is the word Esher, happy, when you see, hey, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And Jeremiah chapter 17, I think it's verse three, um, uh, whose trust is the Lord. And then he says, cursed is the man mm-hmm. who trusts in man or trusts in himself or puts his faith or confidence in man and not in God. So then you go to the New Testament. So you follow me? So really, I would say happiness or kind of like an empowerment and a blessing that's handed on from God. Then you go to the New Testament and the two primary words that are used there are um, the word makrios and uh, there's another one, Yulia Joe, I believe it's pronounced, but makrios carries the idea of happiness too. So it's very similar to the Old Testament when it's like happy is a man who walks in the counsel of the Lord. And that word is used by Jesus over and over and over. In Sermon on the Mount, he uses something called Beatitudes. You guys remember any of those? Mm-hmm. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. What's what's a Beatitude? Blessed are the poor in spirit. There you go. Happy is the poor in spirit. And over and over, he says, this is what a person who will have happiness, not based on the happenings around them, but a true joy will mark their life. And then he gives these, I think it's eight. Do you guys remember? I don't remember. Ten. Is it ten? I think so. Are you sure? <laughs> I think. I, well, it's it, it, between eight and ten. I think there's eight, but I think he kind of repeats two. Like he goes on poor and then he goes like very poor. Oh, huh. I don't remember that. Are we reading like the same Bible you're criticizing Bible the Son of God yeah. here. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, uh, in Luke chapter six and Matthew chapter five, and he lays out the Beatitudes. And that again is like, man, this is the happy life. This is the life that leads to joy. This is the life that doesn't lead to fleeting happiness because happiness based on what's happening around you will always be fleeting. That's good. But happiness that comes from the characteristics and the type of life that God said actually leads to it is not something that flees whenever trouble comes, when hardship comes, because it comes for all of us. And that really is the blessing God wants us to experience in life. So often we think of blessing and uh, and the blessing that we think of in this world, like, like here, here's an example from the Old Testament. Jacob and Esau um, were sons of Isaac, mm-hmm. said it earlier. You guys remember what happened to Jacob after he got blessed by his father? Did, wait, didn't he steal the blessing? He stole the blessing and he stole the birthright. Yeah. Over a bowl of soup. Well, he technically like traded it. You know, Porridge, I believe. Was it porridge? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Feels like we're getting a nursery rhyme. Uh, and he, he takes that blessing. He's blessed. So one son's blessed, one son's not is my yeah. point. And if you look at their external lives, it gives you an indication of how God in heaven sees blessing very different than we do. Because Esau, who was not blessed, yeah. got a lot of cash. He got a lot of cattle. He got a lot of land. He got a lot of servants. Mm-hmm. And Jacob wandered, slept on a pillow, had a dream about a ladder. He wrestled with God. He didn't have all the financial blessings that his brother had. And yet God said that was the one that had the blessing because he was a part of the line to which God would bring Jesus into the world. So the greatest blessing, just like it was then for uh, Jacob, 
was being connected to the Messiah, which is Jesus. The greatest blessing for any person on the planet is the same thing. Now, not before Christ, but now after Christ. And that the greatest blessing that God can give us is being connected to Jesus, the Messiah. And so when it comes to blessing, sometimes that includes, you know, God can bless someone and they prosper at work, but a far greater blessing is that they have a connectedness to Christ. And any person who prospers at work that doesn't have a connectedness to Christ, that blessing, quote unquote, and I'm using that word almost um, uh, uh, with hand signals, or what's it called, air quotes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That quote blessing of like, man, I got the ride, I got everything, can be just as much of a curse because it can take their eyes off of what matters actually in life. Psalm 37 uh, says, God, make me neither poor so that I would steal and profane your name, nor make me rich so that I would say, who is the Lord? Because sometimes financial blessing, sometimes blessing in this life can be just as much of a curse. And I use that word almost like how the world talks about blessing, like how Bruno Mars was like, hashtag blessed. Mm-hmm. Can be just as much of a curse if it leads you away from really what matters in life, which is being connected to Christ, which is the ultimate blessing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that's really good. And so, by the way, I Googled how many Beatitudes there there were. Yeah. We were both right. There is eight, but there is a repeat of two. There is poor and then very poor, and then there's hungry, and then there's those who hunger and thirst. Interesting. Mm. So Really? Yeah. Where did you get that? Google. What is that? <laughs> JD's GoogleBible.com. No. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's suspicious to me, I'm gonna be honest. But so yeah, I think I think if you and that is where honestly I think the health, wealth, prosperity gospel, which is um, hey, God wants to bless you this year, the cancer's going away, everything's gonna be great. And I hope all of that happens to anyone who's listening right now. I hope you don't get a corona. I hope you don't lose your job. I hope you prosper at your job. But it would be a curse if all those things happened and the cancer went away and you didn't get that and you prospered a job and you didn't actually grow in your relationship with God. Ultimately, that's the greatest blessing God can give us. And, uh, and if everything goes well and it doesn't include that, we're not experiencing the blessing of God. Does that make sense? Yeah. So would you say that it's wrong to pray? Like if I'm like, God, I'm, I'm interviewing for this job that's going to give double my salary. Yeah. And I'm going to get to be way more resourceful for you. Yeah. Just please bring me your favor. Bless me and give me the job. Nope. Is w- that wrong? I wouldn't say so. I would say it's, it's, um, it, it, we're going to do a podcast on prayer yeah, next week. I think next week, week yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I would say, dude, ask for it all the time. I used to pray all the time. Hey, God, give me favor with this person. Give me favor mm-hmm. with this person. Give me, fa- give me favor with my boss. I yeah. pray that they would uniquely look at me and you would, cause you say in Proverbs 22 verse one, the kings of hearts are people in authority. The hearts of people in authority are like streams of water in your hand. You direct them as ever you please. And so I, I think it's totally appropriate to say, bless me in this way. Or God, hey, I, uh, financially, I'd love to get out of debt. Will you bless me with that? I think if that becomes an idol or it becomes a bargaining chip where you're like, God didn't give me this. So I'm not sure that I trust him anymore then it becomes really, really problematic. Mm-hmm. Or if you think that's the only type of blessing in life, like here's the weird thing, it's cr- crazy. And none of, I'm gonna say something that, um, it's a blessing none of us want, mostly, except for like John Piper, is suffering can oftentimes be a blessing and that it purifies, it strips you of worldly things it makes you cling harder onto God in the midst of suffering and hardship and pain. 
and you look back and you go, man, I never would have wanted to have a child born with Down syndrome. I never would have wanted to have a autoimmune disease. I never would have wanted to lose my parent at that age. And yet it was one of the greatest blessings in my life and that I clung deeply and I clung more uh, intensely to Christ. In Romans chapter five, it says, we rejoice in suffering because suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. But the point being, suffering produces a hope so we can find joy even in suffering because you guys follow what he's saying? That's pretty genius where he's going, look, even in suffering, I find joy because it makes me go, gosh, I just lost my job or gosh, I've got this autoimmune disease. But that only increases my hope because I know there's going to come a day. Jesus returns. Everything is made right. And I cannot wait for that day. So I'm now even more excited, expectant or hopeful for that day to come. So no matter what we're facing, it can be a blessing. The reason I say most of us don't want to pray that is it's a scary thing to say, God, the greatest blessing I can have in life is more of you. So do whatever you have to, take whatever you have to, shut down my job, shut down my body, do anything to give me more of you because that is the greatest blessing I could ask for. And can't, dude, I'm, I'm, I, that's a terrifying prayer for me to pray that I pray mm-hmm. only with like fear and trepidation. I'm like, God, but really I'd like things to go yeah, well. And yeah. I can also know you through things going really good. So <laughs> yeah. what about that? But um, are y'all following me? I don't want to be yeah, misleading. Yeah, totally. I, I'll never forget this. One of the, my first years in community group, just a small group of people who love the Lord and, and like started to know me. I uh, remember coming in and just talking about this long list of things that were going on in my life. And, and you know, there's always that one girl in the group or one guy who's like super silent. But then when they speak, everyone listens. Well, this girl looked at me and she said, I've been praying for that. And I'm like, what? And she like proceeded to tell me like, Hey, I've been praying for, for trials because I know that I know the good that God does through them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with that, David, are you saying like, cause I think it's so easy for us to look around at our situation and, and think if bad things are happening, that means God doesn't like me or love me. If good things are happening, I have a sign of God's like blessing. I'm saying that's wrong. I'm saying that's right. worldly and that is how the world thinks, and that's not true. Yeah, that's yeah. not how God operates, and um, and that's why I use the Jacob and Esau illustration because people think like, oh man, that's just a New Testament. Jesus showed up and he was like, look, real blessing is God not having a car. Yeah, no, that's all throughout the Bible. Where the first one of the earliest stories we're told is, hey, you know what? God had a father bless his one of his two sons, and that son that was blessed didn't get worldly blessing at all. He had a really hard life. He wandered through the desert. Things were bad. And then his other son who didn't get the blessing, who weeped because he was like, bless me, bless me. Got all the stuff everybody wants. He had the mansion. He had the car. He had the business that was just exploding and booming. He had children upon children. And that's the guy that, um, you know, the Bible says he wasn't blessed. Mm -hmm. And so just our, our thinking on it, is it really off? I think, but, um, And just to not overcorrect. So if I'm like listening to this podcast and going through a really hard time, I shouldn't just ignore and be like, well, this is God's blessing. Like, it's okay to be sad about it. It's okay to grieve about it. What would you say? Yeah, I think there's overcorrections on both sides Mm -hmm. where um, you would think it's not okay to grieve and also not lose sight of the fact that even in hard times, um, God's at work, according to Romans chapter eight. And um, so you can overcorrect in that direction. You also can overcorrect and be like, Hey, that person who has a lot of stuff is cursed. That's not true. And anything that I have, James chapter one says, every good and perfect gift comes down 
from the father of lights, which is just a, a, a really beautiful way of saying God. And um, every good thing comes from our father above. So all of us have blessings in our life that it's totally appropriate to say, God, thank you for this day where I had health today. Thank mm -hmm. you for this, to be grateful. And that'd be something I encourage everybody to do, no matter where you're at in life right now, as frustrated as you are, as angry as you are, maybe you're out of a job, maybe you're just really discouraged by things going on in our world, maybe your parents are sick, your posture will change. Dude, this is crazy. You ready for I'm this? I'm listening. Ready. If you practice a the attitude or the habitude, habit of gratitude, your life will change. Studies outside of the Bible, and the Bible says give thanks in all circumstances, not give thanks for all circumstances. You see the difference? Yeah. One is like, God, thank you for this car wreck. The other is, God, thank you that I'm alive despite this car wreck. Yeah. Thank you that I even had a car that could get wrecked. Thank mm -hmm. you that I have insurance. Thank you that, that I'm able to give thanks. And thank you in Christ and everything that I face. And if you do that, this is so nuts. There's studies that have shown, this was a study I think done by Harvard, um, that I uh, just Google it, that if you will practice regularly expressing gratitude for things, I think it's five minutes a day, or it may even be five things a day, your satisfaction and general happiness in life uh, will increase as much as your salary doubling. That's Th crazy. Think about that. Yeah. Like, whatever you make right now, if you make 50 grand, you make 100 grand. If you make 200 grand, if you're like, man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing if, dude, this is so great. You <laughs> turned on this podcast and you thought you were just gonna hear something about hashtag Bruno Mars blessed. You're hearing that if, if you will do what we're encouraging and the Bible calls us to do, you might as well have just gotten your salary doubled. Whatever you make, I just gave you the key to experiencing a life where it's like, hey man, I just got a salary doubled today. I make twice as much today as I did yesterday. Feeling good. Mm -hmm. That's the description that Harvard says is what happens in a person's life if they will begin to practice like, man, thank you, God. Thank you that I have, um, I have to clean the dishes. Thank you that I even have hands that still work. There's a lot of people that want hands that could work, that could clean dishes. Thank you that I have a car to drive. Thank you that I have, or thank you for this cold because it reminds me of how often I take advantage of or I'm not thankful of when I'm sick. Thank you for an injured foot right now because it reminds me of how grateful I am and how you know, blessed I am when my foot works. I can find joy in the midst of all of it. And when we do, even secular society says, your life satisfaction and happiness will double as much as your salary double. Mm. I, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> First it's pretty off. nuts. Yeah, that's amazing. I've, I've even seen that or work in my life just by journaling the things I'm thankful for yep. and just going back and reading. It's really good. Like going back and reading the things that I've written has really encouraged me and like I can attest to that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to share this with this idea, like what you're talking about with Father's Day approach. And we've talked before about my dad mm -hmm. going through dying of cancer. Yeah. And uh, one of my greatest gifts he left for me was his prayer journal that he started writing in the day he found out he had cancer. Man. And the very first page just says this. This is the opening paragraph. Okay. Just found out, you know, I have seven months to live. Mm. This is the account of the journey I'm on with my gift of cancer. I call it a gift because I refuse to give one ounce of glory to the thief and liar, Satan. Wow. Mm. My Bible tells me that my father only gives good gifts. Therefore, I choose to receive cancer as a gift given to me for my good and his glory. Come on. And I, you read that and some people will be like, how in any way can cancer be a gift? And how can you receive it like a gift and it be good? And I would say from an earthly standpoint and on our own, in our own flesh, we can't. Mm. That's, that was someone that's so encouraging to me. It strengthens my faith and my perspective 
to say that that's only by the grace of God that we get to wash dishes and go, thank you for these hands. Yes. And thank you for cancer. Yes. Because what he'd always say is like, I'm, I'm just closer to you. And yes. so it's all about perspective. Yeah. I've learned and it, and it's, it's hard. Here would be maybe the most clear way to put it and you, based on that and everything the Bible says is being blessed is more about something on the inside than what's happening on the outside. Mm. Mm -hmm. That it really is like, Hey, I can be blessed in the midst of that because I have a soul contentment. It's a inner state of well being. It's a prosperity of the soul mm. more than it is of a uh, savings account. Yeah. And, um, and so that is what the Bible says. And all those things are great, but if you experience those and they don't lead you to a posture of gratitude in the midst of them, or just, you're not inwardly blessed, then you're not really blessed. And yeah, um, you're and, missing it. Yes. And where I get, I think why this really matters for this audience listening is we are a generation who wants blessing and also feels entitled to an external blessing. Mm -hmm. And even that, when you feel entitled to an external blessing, that's a curse. A better blessing would be someone who's like, I don't feel entitled to anything I get in life. So everything I get is a gift. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a blessed posture because blessing biblically is an internal thing, not an external thing. That's good. powerful. Uh, the last, the last thing I would just say, like maybe touch on this just a little bit is for the person who you, you nod to a little bit, but the person who looks around and goes, man, I do have a lot and like resources yeah. and all of that, you know, I think I read like, blessed are the poor and man, it's gonna be really hard for the rich people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Dallas, I think a lot of our people, they're young people that are, that more than most might have a good income and sure. a really comfortable yes, life. Totally. How would you encourage them to seek this soul blessing? I know you've said it some, but just like, can they experience this? Can you have resources and still experience this kind of depth? Yes, totally. Uh, so Romans chapter four says, blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven. You can experience the blessing of knowing your sins are forgiven. The blessed life comes from um, being someone who's humble, the Bible says, or meek and a posture of that. So I would encourage them to follow Jesus, to use those resources like God calls them to. And you can absolutely have the blessing because it's not about external. It's all about internal. Mm -hmm. So you can have a lot, you can have a little. And to your point, if you live in Dallas, you're in the top 1% yeah, of the world. Blessed. If you make 20 grand. Yeah. You know, like we are, we are, we are blessed externally. The question is whether we're going to choose and give ourselves to what God says will lead to blessing internally, which all throughout the scripture is knowing God and walking with him. So that's good. Be blessed people. Be blessed. That's <laughs> all I got. Uh, as always, email us with other questions at info at the Subscribe. If you haven't hit a review, we should give away something to a review. Is it possible to find out how to, uh, how to give away things to a rev reviewer? I think we could just like, if their name is their username, I don't know. Hey, if you give a review and you screenshot this week oh, yeah. and you send it to us on Instagram so we can see who it was, we will we will choose one person to have any porch swag that they want. Boom. Awaken. You can go to the Awaken conference. Wow. Any hashtag blessed. Hashtag <laughs> blessed. But you got to take a screenshot and then you can send it in the uh, hit up our DMs on Instagram. You know what to do. Yeah. And, uh, we will see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.